0: Hello, my name is Gareth Rafferty, and this is the Building from the Bottom podcast. This week has been really reflective, and so prepare to hear some of the deeper thoughts and feelings behind my life over the past week. To set the scene, it is 10 past nine in the morning. I don't believe anyone in my flat is awake. And I've got some washing on and I'm sitting on my bed, topless, because it's quite warm in my room. Okay, jumping straight into it. As I said, this week has been really reflective. And i've learnt a lot it's it's been very hit and miss and my my positiveness if that's a word has fluctuated a lot this week and my motivation has fluctuated a lot and by this i mean that basically Some days I've been really motivated and other days I've procrastinated, which obviously is bad, but we'll come on to that. So jumping straight into Monday, the 29th of October. As I mentioned last week, I have got some work experience with Social Chain, the number one social media marketing agency in the world. And that will be based in Manchester. Last week, I mentioned I was supposed to be starting this Tuesday, the 30th. But after speaking to them on Monday, the 29th, we finally confirmed everything that I'm going to be doing. But unfortunately, they've had to push it back a week to the... 6th of November and the reason I did this was because they needed to prepare their team um they wanted to make sure that I had somewhere to stay and that my travel or accommodation was sorted and it was okay and they also just wanted to make sure that everything was going to be in place ready and as impactful as possible for me whilst I'm there because they want me to gain stuff from being there and they want to be organized and make sure that everything is ready for when I arrive. And so trains are booked and on the 6th, which is upcoming Tuesday, the 6th of November, I'm going up to Manchester heading off at about half six in the morning and I'm going to go and work with them. I'm really excited for it. I'm also quite nervous because um, I'm nervous because I've never posted a message out on social media, which is going to reach, I think, o- over a total of 10 million people. And that's a lot of people. And yeah. Yeah. So I think altogether on my accounts, I probably reach about one and a half thousand. Well, I've got one and a half thousand followers. And so that's going to be quite a big jump. But it will be really, really great to see how it goes. Number two, my second point for Monday, excuses this came to me after watching a video on social media about people making excuses excuses such as I haven't got the knowledge, I haven't got the skill set I'm not ready, I'm not good enough those sort of excuses excuses which I would say aren't fully viable And the reason I say this is because if you believe you haven't got the knowledge, then you can go out and get the knowledge. If you believe you haven't got the experience, then throw yourself in it and get the experience. Whatever it is, whether that's um, starting a business or trying to get a job in a different career path, this is a common thing that people do everyone makes excuses at some point in their lives or just reflecting and realizing that you haven't got this far in your life without pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and trying something new. And sometimes whether you're nervous to apply for a job or you're starting a business, the, the reason we make excuses is because we're nervous or scared of What the outcome will be. And so sometimes that just stops us from doing things in general. And so moving forward, I would strongly advise to realize that sometimes an excuse that you've made is just to try and get you a way out of that nervousness or you being scared because realistically, It's not that scary. And you will have ups and downs. You might fail along the way. um, And you will end up putting up excuses to try and get away from these failures. But just remember, failure isn't always bad. It's all about perception. If you can look at failure in a positive way and realize what you've learned from that situation and failing, then you never fail. You always succeed. Tuesday, I tried affirming my life. On the morning of Tuesday the 30th of October, I tried affirming my life. I looked in the mirror And said to myself, Gareth, you are good enough. You can become that person you want to be. You have got it in you to be someone that people see as inspirational. And I can impact people's lives in a positive way. And so I stood in the mirror and I did it. And the reason I did this was because I've heard that there's quite a lot of people that are successful that do this. And quite often monks will do this too. is look in the mirror and just tell yourself you are happy, you are good enough, etc. Realize the tools you have and work with them instead of not working and wishing for better tools. I'm just going to repeat that. Realising the tools that you have around you and then working with them instead of not working and wishing you had better tools. For example, if you have a phone or a laptop and say, it's, it's not the newest phone or laptop. Say it's, it's been around for about five years, which in this day and age, for technology, that's quite old. And so say you have a five-year-old laptop. Instead of constantly saying that your laptop isn't good enough and that you need a better laptop, wasting time, realize that this laptop, you can't afford another laptop yet. But using this laptop that you have could move you on to the next stage in your life, which will then increase everything in your life and then you might be able to afford a new laptop or a new phone so working with working with these tools can be really helpful and realizing the things you have around you can be helpful another example of this will be the people around you the people around you may not seem like the most successful people but sometimes you might meet people that may not be as hard working with you, as hard working as you but you can definitely learn something from. An example of this is a friend of mine. I'm a very queer, focused person. But often I find speaking to a friend of mine who is quite different to me in the terms that she's religious and she's very family-orientated. And yeah, so she she's told me to think more about family and we, we had a talk about the way that you connect with people in your family and what family means to us. And during that discussion and during all of the discussions we have about family and relationships, I always learn something from her. And I think that's because she She really knows herself, and she continues to push in order to learn more about herself. She wants to be fully in tune with herself before getting into a relationship with someone. And the reason she's doing this is because she believes that you need to fully know yourself, before you can start to learn someone else. And ever since I've met her, she's been really inspirational to me. And the reason I say this is because she has a completely different outlook on life and I can learn stuff from her. Even though I may spend more hours in the library, more hours in front of my laptop, typing away, Googling, just searching in general, browsing the internet and researching. I learn a lot of stuff. And this is the same for all of the people in my inner circle. I have about five people. And I I learn different things from every single one of them because everyone in my inner circle has a different outlook on life. And so it really helps me to get a wider outlook on life. And my friends um, all have a a different outlook to me. So I'm, I'm not bound to any religion. I don't really believe in religion. However, I find it really interesting to hear what people believe in regards to religion and also hearing what people enjoy. And so one of my friends is from the Philippines. One of my friends is from Croatia. Um two of my friends are I can't remember the name of their religion, but they're both very religious and they don't show their hair um they they only show their hair to females um and so and they pray as well and it's great because everyone has a different outlook as i've already said many many times And so realizing what the people around you can give you in regards to value and realizing what you can give to them is very key and something I continue to try and realize and learn more about in order to give myself and them a wider outlook on life and different perspectives. On Tuesday, the 30th, I woke up and it's rare, but I woke up with a smile on my face. And I was quite jolly on this day. And I was also really reflective, reflective on everything that has happened in my life and reflective of what's happened over the past year whilst I've been at university. And Sometimes reflection is good. Reflecting on your past and realizing that you can help, that this can help you move towards the future in more of a, a global aspect. So you can move yourself forward in the wider aspect. And by this, I mean improving different areas of your life by reflecting on previous mistakes or previous ways that you have done, done things. An example of this would be reflecting that week of productivity you had last year and harnessing that to make this week even more positive and even more productive and find different strategies and ways in which you can become even more productive and reach your goals quicker, I suppose. And just realizing and reflecting on previous situations in order to kind of hack the system of productivity in order to be more productive in the future. Wednesday the 31st, Halloween, and a really productive day for me. But I'm going to start quite deep. We're going to go into a video I watched, all about forgiveness and letting things go. Let go of the past. Let go of the things that are holding you down and making you negative from your past and let go of the resentment. And I was thinking in my life, what could I let go of? In my past that sometimes I hold within me and sometimes I let it affect me. The only thing that came to mind is my mother. And now this for some of you might get emotional, so please beware. When my dad died in 2010, my mom later, so my dad died in March, 2010. My parents were never married, and in January 2011, my mother got married. She's no longer with the guy she got married to, but yeah, she got married. It wasn't a big marriage. It was like quite small and it wasn't in a church or anything. It was very small to say the least. And so I went along. And that was also the last time I saw my mother. So it's nearly been seven years. Sorry, it's nearly been eight years since I saw my mum. Um and by saw her, I mean actually be there and talk to her. Um I have seen her once from afar but of course I didn't approach. And so the deepness behind the reason why I don't really communicate with my mother is, by the way, when I say my mother, I mean my birth mother, just to clear things. The reason I don't communicate with her is because a few months after my dad died, I went to see my mom and So I was, they live in a cul-de-sac and they have a grass patch in the middle. It's a really, really quiet road. And so I was playing with some of my friends at my mom's house. And whilst I was playing, my mom then called me in and said, it was time to come inside. Um, And on that day, I was quite emotional. And I started kicking and screaming and saying, no, I do not want to go inside. I want to see my dad. I want to go to his grave and just be there with him. And so I started kicking and screaming, bearing in mind I was about 11 at the time. Eleven or twelve. No, it would have been about eleven. Yeah, I, I was about eleven at the time, and so I was kicking and screaming, and my mom was shouting, telling me to be quiet, um, saying I was annoying the neighbors, and eventually, it took about three people, but they carried me into the house and the last thing I remember my mom saying is you are the reason your dad died and long story short what she meant by this was that I put a lot of stress on him and so that caused him to die As an 11-year-old kid, that, looking back, seemed and seems really inappropriate. It's not something that you would say to an 11-year-old child. And so that has stuck with me and i was thinking about it on that day on on wednesday and i was wondering forgiveness how do i forgive someone that has blamed me For my dad's death. Or do I just let it go but not speak to her? But then not speaking to her, would that be me not letting it go? I'm not sure. In regards to the wedding that she had, nearly a year later, I don't remember any conversation with her. And so the last thing I remember my mum remember my saying, all those eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, is that I'm the reason my dad died. So, forgiveness. Forgiveness. How do I forgive that? Do I just let it go? Well, I I probably can let it go, but does me not wanting to see her mean that I'm not letting it go? This is a really interesting topic, and I would really, really love to hear your thoughts on this topic. You can message me on social media, you can comment on this podcast but I'm really interested to hear your opinions the next point on wednesday is my why i was sitting at a computer in the library at the university wondering why why i put so much effort in why do i work hard and why do i do what i do and early on in the day i had watched a video on knowing your why and reciting your why every day and some people also say to write it down so that you look at it every single day and so i thought i'm going to write this down on my phone My phone comes everywhere with me. It seemed like a good idea. And so I'm going to read out my why. And I'm going to read out specifically what I wrote down on my mobile phone. So starting off, my why is to be successful. But what I've realized over the past week few weeks or months is that to be successful is very very vague and so to get into the deeper things I at the end of that sentence I put why and so I listed down five bullet points as to why I believe I want to be successful and the the first one in no particular order is I want to prove to myself that I can do it. A young person that has been in foster care and has been in foster care all of his life, always been told that jail is the most prominent route for people that are in foster care. And so I've always been striving to not go into jail. And hence, that is why I want to prove it to myself that I'm not going to jail I'm not going to fall into that 70, 80, 90% of kids that have been in foster care that are going into jail. So I'm going to prove it to myself. Number two, I want to make my father proud. I want to make him and his Basically, if my father was still here, I'd want him to be proud of me. And so I feel like me striving would have made him proud or would make him proud. And you'll understand this more in depth after the next three points. I want to break the chain in my family tree. And by this, I mean break the ongoingness of not being very successful and living in quite rundown areas, I want to break the chain. I want to, which is the next point, I want to move future generations of the Rafferty family onto a positive path. Following my family tree back, there were some quite bad professions and not very successful people in my family and so i want to move the the family and the i basically want to shift the family onto a positive path if if that makes any sense so when i have kids in the future if I'm successful, that means the children are more likely to be successful. and so in a hundred years time, then it will be on a more successful and more positive path than what we currently are on. If that makes any sense, it made sense to me. I don't know if I've explained that very well. And finally, along the way i want to impact people's lives positively and just improve people's lives and so that in five bullet points is my why i would strongly recommend that you find and write down your why so that whenever you're feeling negative you can read through it thursday i'm looking at going freelance just while i'm setting up my business purely because this is now episode or chapter 21, and it's probably been about 23 weeks, I think, because I had two weeks off because of holiday, um, which is nearly half a year. And I, I'm still not much closer to starting the business than I was at the beginning. Um, I have learned a lot along the way, and I'm more successful in myself as a person but regards to moving a business forward it's not really moving forward and so I now have the people to help me move it forward but it will still take a while in order to set all of the little bits up and so I'm looking at going freelance um not quite sure how that works I'm not quite sure whether you need a target market, or whether I'm just going to go for general businesses to get my portfolio up—I'm not too sure yet. But we will see. Of the past few days, I've been working on Google. I'm applying to Google for an internship, and reason being, I basically want to learn what it's like to be inside a tech company—a um, really inspiring work environment and learn from some of the best organizations hence social chain and applying to google and hopefully i get the 12-week internship at google it's based in london and it will be over the summer holiday in 2019 what is the ideal you you can be today what is the ideal you that you can be today before you think you're tired or you need coffee say to your before you think you're tired or that you need coffee say no to your body say no to your body taking over your mind and demanding different things that you don't really need take control. This is something I found on a video. And so I thought I would share that positive aspect with you. I will just read it through one more time. What is the ideal you that you can be today? Question this every single day. Look in the mirror and ask yourself this question. What is the ideal you that you can be today? Before you... Think that you're tired or you need coffee in the morning, say no to your body, demanding this from your mind, and take control. Gratitude. Tell yourself that you are good enough in the mirror because it's very easy to get consumed by the negative thoughts and the negative feelings around you during the day. And so, Look in the mirror and tell yourself that you are worth it. Moving on to Saturday. Be aware of your environment. Close your eyes. Spend 30 seconds to a minute breathing and be aware of the space around you. Be aware that you have a TV on the wall, for example. Be aware that you have a chair underneath you or whatever you're sitting on and just be aware of the space and the environment around you. Breathe in and breathe out. Saturday, still a point that I wrote down, force yourself out of bed. If you want to get up at 6 a.m. and you set a goal for yourself to get up at 6 instead of 7 a.m. or 5 instead of half 5, force yourself for 30 days to get out of bed. Set that alarm. Put the, your phone or your clock not beside your bed, but a bit further away so that you have to get out of bed and take one or two steps away, take one or two steps from your bed in order to switch off your alarm. And then before you climb back into bed, make yourself as big as possible. This will stretch you out and make you feel more awake. Go to the bathroom, go to the toilet, and splash cold water on your face whilst you're in there this will help wake you up and then start the day on a positive note hitting it hard make your bed straight away Um, this will mean you're less likely to get into bed Um, just by literally pulling covers over can make you less likely to climb back into bed because it means you'll have to make it again And if you make this, you've already already accomplished one thing of the day, making you feel more positive as a person. And so I would strongly advise you to force yourself out of bed. And finally, Sunday today. This is kind of a point that I wrote down this morning on about yesterday, Saturday. I was on Instagram and I saw and heard lots of people around me in because I was in the library all day yesterday and I heard people around me saying and talking about procrastination stop thinking about the task this is something that a friend of mine told me online her name is Sally I will tag her Sally Illingworth. and she I messaged her saying hey, how do you overcome procrastination? And she replied to me saying, it's always challenging. Biggest piece of advice is to focus on why you are doing that task, not what you are doing. So, why is completing that piece of work going to help better your life, as opposed to oh uh, i've got a document to do for example i hope that you do not procrastinate this week and i hope that all of you if you are listening have a great week use some of the things that i have told you and i look forward to hearing from you and your results My name is Garth Rafferty, and this has been episode 21 of Building from the Bottom. Thank you for listening.